0: Welcome in to a very, very special episode of the Huskers Radio Network Podcast. I'm Jessica Cootie, and so excited for today's interview or interviewees because very rarely do you get the opportunity to have a brother sister combo both Huskers. we welcome in rebecca and josiah alec mm-hmm. um, thank you both Hello. for being here i know you guys are both pretty shy so uh, we'll get you warmed up but <laughs> no uh, josiah is three years older than becca so when you guys were ten and thirteen what would you have said if someone would have told you you'd be sitting here doing a podcast together and uh... getting filmed for a documentary on the big ten network Go ahead.
1: <laughs> um, well, I definitely would have been overjoyed that I made it to a Big Ten school. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, that was my goal from, I mean, really from the get-go, was just, you know, being able to play at the highest level. Um, and so for where I would have been at at 13, to figure out how that line would have gone uh, with that kind of trajectory uh, would have been um, pretty relieving, um, definitely pretty motivating, I think.
0: What would you have said, doing it together like this? Being here with Josiah. Oh, would you have believed it? Maybe. I don't well, know. Honestly, I well, at
1: 13, I probably would have asked to do it by myself.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely. Because <laughs> like, well, I would have been 10. That would, yeah, can you imagine how terrible yeah, that I, would I would
0: have, have, have been? Because <laughs> you guys Rebecca didn't get, all, old, get have have along all the time, yapping. right, Mm-mm. growing up. Uh, what was the relationship like when you guys were growing up? Your, your, Beck is looking at, Jesse. I don't know,
2: I, I think I know exactly how it was. I'm curious what his take, because we've been given all these really cool opportunities for interviews and stuff, but, mm-hmm. like, I know where we stand, but I'm curious what he's had to say.
1: Um, well, I definitely would have said, uh, conflicted. Just um. nice. Yeah. No, I mean, we just, I mean, the, the level of patience and, obviously, maturity just wasn't there. You know, for me, I'm not thinking about it as in, like, you know, like, this is, you know, my sister, you know, like lifelong friend, anything like that. You know, I'm just thinking, like, this is the little girl that would be annoying the hell out of me on a regular basis, <laughs> taking all my stuff.
2: Trying what to bother did me. I take? I took, like, All rocks. my clothes. All my clothes. I never took your clothes. Not at
1: 13. Once we got to, once I got to yeah, high school. Yeah, because then it became I had about the grind. put the, the sign grind. up on my door. Huh? Remember the <laughs> sign I put on my door to tell you to stay out of my stuff?
2: Because I wanted a sweatpants.
1: No, I wanted everything. So. What did I,
2: I only, I will, I will die on this hill. I strongly believe I only wanted your sweatpants.
0: <laughs>
1: no. What, Shirts, what, shorts, anything. Any, like all my drawers, I would like come back, I'd like look for like a certain shirt and I'd be like, like what, like what, like what could ha- like where could this possibly be? Because I'm in the basement, like it's not like there's a lot of foot traffic down there. Oh, yeah. And so, like, the only way you end up in my room is by deliberately making your way to my room.
2: I can argue that mom yeah. used to mix up the laundry. Remember? Because everyone would do it, try and do the laundry at once, and there was a queue. You know on Spotify how there's a queue with music? Uh-huh. That was the setup with our laundry room because there were six kids in this house. So it was first come, first serve. Sometimes people would swap other people in the line. And mom would do the laundry most of the time because we hadn't figured out how to do it ourselves yet and so I do think this happened with some of Caleb's clothes too like my, my mom she would like try and do like two loads at once she's like oh this one's not big enough I'm just gonna throw in so-and-sos and then I would end up with like boxers and guy socks in my mix and I was like you know what? these are actually really comfortable for training I'm just <laughs> gonna keep it because obviously this was meant to find me so I wasn't gonna fight it
0: we're already seeing the competitiveness, you guys, uh, you know, arguing over the fans here. But there's no doubt watching both of you play that you have that fire, that passion. How much growing up did that play into how you became as athletes now today being, being one of six? Becca? Okay.
2: Um, I mean, it's just like survival of the fittest. It's like if you're going to eat, you got to fight to eat. I mean, that's just how it was at the dinner table, especially when it was fried chicken. Fried chicken night was terrible because the boys always wanted, like, the drumsticks and the breasts. And then my mom used to have this rule where if you get a breast, you have to get a wing because the wings sucked and they didn't have as many meat. And so it was like, you know, and then Caleb, he's the youngest. He used to be so hard, just difficult. I'll just put it that way, where, like, he would try and get everything. He wanted everything. And so sometimes you just have to walk away and not fight it because it's, like, it's not even worth it. So I think competitiveness today is, like, sometimes you learn when to stay quiet and just, like, let the work speak for itself because sometimes you're not going to get what you want. <laughs> now you get the piece of chicken.
1: Yeah, I mean, so, <laughs> I mean, we just grew up in a, you know, it was just a competitive household in general. Like, everybody played sports. Like, mm-hmm. whether you knew what sport you enjoyed the most, like, you were going to try all of them at least once just to see what stuck. Um, and so that was just kind of always a constant part of our lives was – you know, one of the things we always, the only like real like bonding we did was usually through sports trying to play some kind of game or whatever it may be. And um, at least for me, I was a terrible loser. Um, I was the, was. I was that uh, immature little kid that would throw the game board when he realized winning was out of reach. Um, and I'm proud to say I've, <laughs> I've uh, made some growth in that area um, and can now accept defeat a little bit better. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, you know, like we have, you know, there's six of us total. And oldest to youngest is like an eight-year difference. So it's not like, you know, some people where, you know, they have like siblings that are, you know, five or ten years older than them. And, you know, it's just it's almost like unfair to compete with them because it's like obviously, you know, if you're 18 and your sibling's nine, probably going to win everything, you know. But with us, it was kind of like just within reach, especially with me and her, to where I don't, like, we're kind of like right in that middle where we're kind of in range with everybody to where everyone's free game uh, in some degree or another. Um, and so even though we didn't like get along well, there was always kind of that mutual competition <laughs> playing field in place. Um, and part of that was, you know, you never want to you ask your competitors for help And so that usually leaves you to be quite resourceful and trying to figure out how to do things by yourself and so then there's always that extra sense of pride of once you are able to do it it's a little bit of like yeah if you I was able to do this by myself (laughs) like I didn't need your help I you know it's a little more gratifying when you can kind of get it done by your own uh, without needing any help
2: I will add he's completely right about this because he almost always figured out by himself And I didn't. So when we would go to church together as a family (laughs) and we would misbehave, my mom would make us come back and write on a line piece of paper like that, front and back sometimes, I will behave in church. I will behave in church. (laughs) And you're supposed to write, I will behave in church, period. Restart, okay? He used to go, I, 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 Mm -hmm. will, 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 will. Yeah. And I was like, that's a cheat code. I was like, he figured it out. And so I will say, like, even as a 20-year-old woman standing here today, like, I have constantly kind of been looking over his shoulder trying to see what he's doing <laughs> because he, he figured it out on his own.
0: What would be each of your perspectives of kind of each other's athletic career growing up? I'd be interested to hear kind of what it was like for you to follow his career and what it was like for you to follow her career. Um, Josiah, you want to start on this one?
1: Um, well, mine, from my perspective, I mean, it's. I mean, it was kind of amazing just because, um, you know, for her, she had such a high work ethic at such a young age that I was kind of jealous um, because for me, like it was like I always loved sports, like I loved competing, I loved doing all that, but I didn't really understand the the kind of actual time and energy you had to invest to really separate yourself. Like every time I played, like you know, I gave it everything I had. But, you know, when I wasn't able to, you know, find anybody to, you know, play pickup with or, you know, 21 or play football or whatever it may be, you know, I just found other things to keep myself busy, whether that was, you know, playing video games or um, just going and hanging out with friends or whatever. Um, And it wasn't until I really got into high school that I really started working overtime and kind of realized, you know, because even though I wasn't super athletically gifted, um, like, growing up, like, I was definitely a late bloomer, um, and I was young for my grade. Um, so, like, once I got to high school, I kind of got to see, like, oh, okay, like, there's some pretty significant levels to <laughs> to this thing. And, you know, it's not the same as just, you know, being the best player at your middle school. It's like now this opens up a whole new world. And then after really not having any success my freshman year um, and thinking, all right, you know, by, by next year, you'll get f- turned around. Um, and then, like, I was like, all right, well, now I'm really not going anywhere. And then I kind of like went all in, you know, gave it everything I had and then tried to like almost work from behind. Um, but with her, you know, they, I remember her and her sister um, really just started, or her and my, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I
2: noticed that. I was like, what?
1: Yeah, was, uh, speaking from like second person. here. But, um, yeah, you know, they, they started like, you know, playing club and really training uh, even in middle school and like doing things at their own at the house. Um, and I remember just being like, dang, you know, I wish <laughs> I wish I would have got started started that early and, you know, just tried to imagine, like, where I might have been at. Um, but it was just really incredible just because you don't see a lot of athletes that kind of have that level of commitment that early on their own. Like, yeah, there's some kids, that you know, they get forced to, you know, like their kids, like their parents drag them to practice or, you know, especially like with a, like baseball or volleyball or softball or things like that, you know, their parents are like, kind of forcing them to go do these lessons, try to be great, whatever it may be. But with her, she was kind of, she was the one pulling the strings um, and making it happen for herself. And so, especially, you know, as a female athlete, I just had never really seen very many girls take that much pride in their craft from such a young age. Um, And so I kind of knew then, like, I was like, oh, she's gonna have a a real chance to do something special. Um, And so I just kind of, to see it all pan out, you know, like when she got offered by Nebraska, um, or I don't know how it works exactly, but like once I knew that she was like going to Nebraska in like eighth grade, then it was almost, then it's kind of like, oh man, you know, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still searching for my first offer. And, you know, you got a, a younger sister in eighth grade that's already committed to, you know, basically the, the pinnacle of the sport or the pinnacle of the school, like in her sport. And, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, it's like you have that own self-motivation to better yourself, but then it's also a little bit of, you know, that internal sibling you know, c- competition of, you know, you don't want to be shown up, but at the same time, you're, like, also kind of cheering for them because you are on the same team. There's also, like, you want to be the best on your team.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, it was it was always kind of funky just, you know, having her be younger than me but also realizing those um, kind of lessons and necessities in order to be great younger than me.
0: Love that perspective. What about for you? What was it kind of like watching his athletic journey to where he got him today?
2: I just, I had a really hard time understanding why they weren't giving him a chance. (laughs) I think as a younger sibling, you always assume your siblings are the best one out there. And you're like, oh, starting. I mean, he's going crazy. And same thing even with my older sister when she was pursuing volleyball. And I just, I couldn't understand it. I was like, he does way more than them. He's a better teammate. He actually celebrates everyone. He doesn't leave anybody out. I presume you pick, like, you would train with the kid that no one else wanted to train with because you figured he was alone. And, like, yeah, he's like, you know, this hour, I might, not, I might not get a lot out of it, but I know he will. I presume you would probably do that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I never understood. I was like, when are they going to let the good guys win? <laughs> and so I remember one time in particular, the head coach at the time, what was his name at North Star? Uh, Ketroki. Kotroki, He, we were joking because Josiah was doing a score, and I went to hang out with Josiah and be around his older friends. I was like, this is so fun. So I sat with him at the scoreboard, and he, you were upset about wanting to score. Like, you didn't want to do it. And I tried to make crack jokes with the head coach. I was like, I'm going to get him an in with the varsity head coach. I'm like, this is going to be great. I cracked a joke about him complaining, and it did not go over well. He goes, why the hell did you just say that? He was like, now we think so I don't want to be here. Now we think so I don't want. To, I'm like that was the varsity. I was like, oh, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. But it's because he cared. Like he, he was cut short so many times, and so to see him have even just a small interaction, it's like like the weight of doing little things. It was weighing on him, and it was like ah, that was something that I think I'm always gonna remember because it's like like I didn't say anything to the head coach after that. Everything I always said great <laughs> things about Josiah. If anything, I was always doing too much. I'm like, hey, Josiah just got done running like two miles last night and Josiah, like, just thought <laughs> you'd And he did it backwards and all this other stupid stuff. Um, but yeah, I just, and I also remember him coming home after club. And I was like, hey, like, where is everybody? Like, we'd be eating dinner. And I was like, yo, where's Josiah? And would be like, oh, mom's like, he's on a run. And I was like, Josiah runs. And you would, you would come in and, like, there'd be, like, sweat, like, from your knees and everything. And you would, like, take off your beats. And then you wouldn't come eat. I remember you actually went into the garage and you grabbed a base, uh, basketball and a tennis ball. And then when we would be watching TV and I'd, I would be sitting near the garage, was that 53, 50? 50, mm-hmm. uh, or 53, 40, was it 40? Yeah. You could hear the pounding in the garage. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, he, like, like this is it. Like, this is, and <laughs> this might be TMI. <laughs> but like, like, didn't want a girlfriend. I could yeah. not understand that. Because even then, it wasn't that he couldn't <laughs> appreciate a girlfriend. It's just that he was aware of like the time and commitment it takes to really pursue a woman. And it's like, I'm not going to give that to her right now. Like, I'm going to give it to my craft. And prior to that, I was like, man, like, just, I can't, he's not going to get any girls. Like, he's never going to get... And I was like, I just didn't understand. Like, my commitment just looked a lot different. And it's like, he was making up for lost time. Like, mm-hmm. what did I now learn? And it was like, I mean, it's nuts. And so I remember when he did have this one girlfriend in high school, I was like, you need to realize... How much time he's giving to you right now because <laughs> it was just unprecedented i was like i i never thought i'd see the day that he was actually i didn't think he was going to have a girlfriend until college so when he ended up having one his junior year i was like wow like maybe he's kind of like senior. seeing senior year yeah oh like he was actually kind of like not that he was like going back on the grind but he was like not drowning himself in basketball for lack of better terms it was like oh like. Yeah, so there was like a couple of memories I have of just the kind of commitment he's, he's had and to like actually see him here today and just to see him celebrated. I actually remember this too. We were in high school and everyone was like, wow, your brother's so good. And I used to say, I was sick of it. I was like, he's always been good. They just, they never celebrated him. And it drove me crazy. I was like, your brother works so hard. I was like, he's been working hard. I was like, you guys just never celebrated him. And mom was the same way. Mom would get so snappy. She'd be like, my son, my son always gave his best effort but she had to watch herself because it's like that gets back to coach Mm -hmm. but she just was like you know we've always been in each other's corner like we want to see each other succeed especially when you're doing all the right things
0: you know i it's been well documented josiah that you didn't want to come back because the the hometown it had to be the right fit for Mm -hmm. you but then once you kind of settled on that decision and you've been able to share this year with her and and we saw you in the stands going crazy and in volleyball games and now we're seeing becca in the stands supporting you what has it been like to be able to share this year together and and you know is one thing to ask you about coming back and sharing it with her before but now that you have been able to go through it what what has it been like to kind of go through this year with him and be able to be each other's supporters throughout this entire season
2: Yeah, Um, i was just talking with btn about it how like my typical answer was usually like oh it's so cool someone that's been like inspiring me to like not take stuff for granted and like make hard decisions and like like discipline is something that you should be proud of it's not something that's like oh i have to do this it kind of changed and it was like kind of like young young me and like young you it was like wow this is kind of like a full circle moment it's like <laughs> like it's like we're back in high school and it's like we're back to i don't know it's i i cannot find the right word and it's just like wow like this is actually kind of really cool and it's like it's just i'm just out here doing my thing with my family and it's like this guy could be doing tennis right now i could be doing anything and it's like he he's gonna support me with that and so it's just been really cool it's like everyone sees like grown woman with muscles and hair done and like oh jersey and everyone sees grown man that's like flexing his muscles and doing scary (laughs) things but like i don't see that when i see him play like i i i just see joe i see josiah i see gamer i see funny guy i see weird guy i see passionate guy. I see the same kid that's always wanted these things for himself, has had the the same friends since middle school, always cracked jokes, weird fashion, like, that's the guy I see playing. And so it's like, it's just really cool that, like, I imagine that's the way he sees me, too. It's just like, yeah, people kind of put us on this pedestal, and but it's like, in reality, it's just like, we're just each other's siblings. Like, I am, Mm. I'm a sister, I'm a daughter. And so it's been, that's kind of, like, where my view of him has been like changing
1: yeah I mean for me the the biggest thing is just kind of like how rewarding it is to almost have like a, a second chance at um, like being an older brother again um, just because obviously you know when we were growing up like like I would go to like some of the games almost just because like my mom would make me and it was like you know like, oh, like you know you haven't been one you need to go to one I'm like all right you know? <laughs> I kind of like drag myself along but um, you know after being away like after leaving the house um, when you kind of have that time apart you really get to do a lot of just reflection on like what really matters and um, just kind of all the mistakes and missed opportunities you had to um, really just share that time and I mean love with your family and, and you just see just how, like, misconstrued your view of reality was, you know, because you just think, like, everything's always from, like, the perspective of you. You never really put yourself in their shoes. And, you know, I always prided myself on being, like, a really, like, intuitive person that can kind of, you know, see through, you know, read between the lines and all that stuff. But that was one area, like, that I just completely missed the mark on growing up was just how big of a role um, I could have played and being like a better older brother um, to her and um, and our, my other younger sister and younger brother um, I mean and just being a younger brother as well like how much more supportive I could have been um, and so to be able to have this year to kind of almost make up for it a little bit and be that kind of supportive you know big brother, but also just you know, be their biggest fan, like I should have been from the beginning. Um, it's something that I'm, I'm really grateful for. And so that's, that's for me, like the most redeeming part of it is I just, because usually after you leave the house, like there's not a lot of opportunities where you get to actually spend this much time around your siblings. You know, usually it's kind of that one shot and you hope, you know, parents kind of hope that it turns out all right. But then it's kind of just, you know, maybe next time you visit town, you get to talk to them and then you kind of repair things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, this much time, just being in the same area, being able to share these many—I mean, these many experiences together—and getting a to cheer her on has been uh, just incredible for you know patching up that patching up the soul a little bit.
0: I love that, and good good advice for some young siblings that might be um, fighting yeah. growing up, right? Okay, ending on a kind of a fun note, um, real quick, and most likely, so you know, you've seen the TikToks and the sibling version. Most likely, you guys pick. Um, Who's the most likely? Okay, who is, who was I guess the biggest troublemaker growing up? Me.
2: Yeah, probably Becca.
0: Yeah, well, big time. Who is the cleanest slash organized most organized?
1: Ooh. Me. Yeah, I've changed
2: I'm, a lot.
0: I am. I got it right. You know, <laughs> I I'm it still
1: out. I'm still a little messy. I'm not dirty, but I'll be i be lying if I said I didn't let clothes hang around for a little bit.
0: Okay, who's the most dramatic?
1: Ooh. I've kind
2: of I've kind of mellowed out.
1: Yeah, I think it might be me. Actually, <laughs> I kind of—I'll gas some stuff up a little bit for a little extra effect.
2: Oh, I love that. It's usually for satire, though. He's not like actually—he's yeah, yeah, not actually I'm not really, impressed about yeah, it. And that's another thing that more people I wish would know about us. It's like our animations and like our passion. Like yes, it is, but like there's just kind of like this fun part to go a little bit above and beyond. Yeah. Because you're aware of the pull it has on people, because they're like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm having a great time, yeah. and I want you to as well."
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, every, everybody's there to. You know, just really be excited, you know, cheer on our favorite team, whatever it may be. And it's like, obviously, like, I'm excited too, but why not step it up a level, really just make the environment something more than it could mm-hmm. be,
2: you know?
0: I love that about both of you guys. I think that's why fans are drawn to you. Absolutely. Who so has a better taste of music?
2: Oh, man. Mine's changed. It's like Noah Khan now and Novo Amor. I,
1: know, I kind of like everything. Granola. I don't know. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm a little in tune with the waves.
2: <laughs> the waves? The waves. Just the vibes. Like I feel like I just did it. <laughs> no shot, you just said that. I do say that. Okay. I just, I can't uh can we call this one a draw? Yes. It's a draw.
0: Who's the best student?
2: Me. Yeah, I'll give it to him.
0: Okay. All right, and so who is the most competitive?
2: Oof. I will give it to Josiah because we did this UBT Olympic office games. Shout out. And I he won in Mario Kart. Like, I was literally just cruising, going straight. And, like, he was trying to do all, like, this other stuff. <laughs> and I was literally just going straight. And he won. Like, I, I should have won for whatever reason. I didn't hit the turn right. And he won. And I was like, wow. Like, to see that same competitiveness in a basketball yeah. game to a video game, I was like,
1: I, I'm going like, to Like decide. I said, like, I've been, I've been trying to make, take a lot of strides in that area of controlling myself <laughs> uh, in competitions that aren't, you know basketball but at the end of the day I can't help like I get I get a little fire going whenever uh-huh. I know I'm like competing head-to-head against someone and that's why uh, I can't
2: play Kahoot I can't I yeah. hate <laughs> Kahoot Like I, you know
1: I start reason. to I start to feel myself kind of dragging you know starting to get a little sad when I'm you know losing and then once I feel myself pulling back I just get all riled
2: up and I can't help it mm-hmm. but
0: all right last thing who takes the longest getting ready
2: <laughs> he does <laughs> You care about your hair? I don't. <laughs> okay. I just so, this is why why do you think I straightened it, dude? There's like no maintenance. All I did was condition it. This yeah. is what, all it. I did was condition my hair. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, everybody. I, does. I, I I do not like I'm not like committed. Like the only thing I really committed to is like color coordinating. I'm not even doing that right now. You're like okay. you're like well, color coordinated. One definitely. talk,
1: one point on that, note, Me Now, I my now that we're out talking the night about before. clothes. Um I would like to refresh your memory about back in high school. Yeah, I used to get harassed by her and her sister, or my sister. I don't. I still don't know how to refer to Hannah.
2: That's kind of her feeling. Yeah,
1: I don't know how to. Hannah's Hannah's uh, oh. Becca's twin. For people that don't you know, you gotta clip that, please. Yeah, but um, they used to harass me about my clothes because from a very young age I realized how I could not give two. Hoots about what I look like or what I'm wearing as long as I was comfortable And I I I didn't change from elementary school to high school I mean, I eventually got we're figuring out wearing the same shoes and socks But besides that I'd wear sweats. I'd wear gym clothes every day It did not matter to me and they'd be like oh Joe you have no style You don't know how to dress you just wear sweats every day And I'm like I'd tell them and be like I just like being comfortable you're like yeah That's what you say because you don't know how to dress and guess who was on the sweats and shorts route? <laughs> two years later, when I came back from when I came back from college, Hello. her and Hannah, they'd be they'd be dressed down, sweats, shorts, tennis shoes, didn't matter. And I'd be like, "Hmm, ain't this a mother? Y'all gonna come out here wearing the same stuff that I told you about?" I tried to put them on game two years before that, and they, I, I mean, eventually at that point, I kind of just blocked them. I'm like, "All right, like they're just trying to." get under my skin but i was like man like it would be so like it was ridiculous and oh, now she was
0: really you're mean. still still bringing it up they got under your skin no you yeah
1: <laughs> because for me i understood logically like i'm like because they would be like, oh you don't know how to dress i'm like i don't want to but they they were genuinely convinced like i didn't know how to dress yeah. myself the
2: same reason he didn't have a girlfriend i'm like josiah if you fix your clothes you might get a girlfriend he's like i don't want one i'm like you're just saying that because you can't exactly. get one
1: exactly and then it, it's kind so, of like beating your head against a wall. It's like no matter how much you say it, it can't it's, argue like, with the fool. it's like trying to prove your sanity. Like, you just, as soon as someone calls you crazy, everything you say is just trying to prove you're not crazy. Yeah, and then and it that's makes you it,
2: more crazy. Yeah.
0: It was funny. We had this really nice... Just thoughtful, kind <laughs> response to it. Yeah, edit. and then you and just step, step, step. Killed the nice well, because
1: it struck a nerve when she started talking about, oh, you know, I don't really care what I wear. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got some. I remember when you did. Uh, okay?
0: Well, you guys, appreciate your time so much. Yes. You guys are fun. Um, I could have asked you a million other questions, but I appreciate you guys spending some time. I know Husker fans certainly have enjoyed seeing you guys both in the Husker uniform this season. And, hey, we got much more to come with Josiah in the yeah. uniform, right? Yes, ma'am. All right. Down in the boat. Josiah and Rebecca Alec, appreciate your time. Yes, Thank thank you. Such a fun conversation with Rebecca and Josiah Alec. Uh, Man, I could have asked them a million more questions, but it's neat to see their relationship and certainly has been fun to follow both of them throughout this past season. This has been a Cornhusker Conversation, or should I say Cornhuskers Conversation, brought to you by Teammates Mentoring. Be there for a student in your local community by going to teammates.org. Thanks so much for listening and make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to never miss an episode right here on the Huskers Radio Network Podcast.